0: Hey, it's Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with a podcast for your ears. A discussion of Highlander. I was told by a buddy I need to do more of this kind of stuff, not just review stuff. I am a die-hard, true Highlander fan. I was in college when the movie came out. I was so into cinema at the time, man. I was watching foreign films. I was into these weird directors. I was into Asian stuff, subtitled stuff. I mean, I was really into cinema and how movies get made, and from low budget to big budget. I was just in the mid '80s. I was, I was thinking about trying to go into movies and wound up in radio and show business anyway. But. Um, Didn't really know how to do it, but man, I I just, I was devouring everything. And part of that is because VHS was a thing, and you could finally collect movies for the first time because. I don't know about anybody else, but my parents didn't have a projector back in the 70s. We weren't collecting 16mm versions of films or anything. So VHS was really the first time you could collect movies. And man, I was I was just watching everything. I was devouring um, as much as I possibly could. I worked at a video store, uh, summer home from college and stuff like that. And so I was really, 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 really into movies and movie making. And this low-budget sci-fi fantasy film comes out that has the coolest transitions There is a scene in Highlander, if you remember the original, when they're talking, and he's having a recollection, and they're in his apartment in New York, and they pan past this giant aquarium he has behind me, and it comes to the surface of the aquarium, and when the camera gets above the surface of the water, well, what's above the water is ancient Scotland. You know, and, it, and it, that was the transition from from modern times back to Scotland, and those kind of things in the movie. Yes, I know he was a video He was a video director at the time, and just trying to be flashy. But you know, not a lot of people did that. And to me, that's attention to detail to figure out how to put those scenes together. That doesn't always come from an editor who sits and edits these movies for long periods of time to get the director's vision. Now. So those kind of things, and just that there was sword fighting in it, but it had this fantasy aspect and, and martial arts and, and, and horror stuff and, and sword fighting, you know? And I was just... So when the movie came out, I watched it several times. I owned it on VHS. Uh, when the DVD came out, I had this imported uh, steel box set that's a giant metal box. And Yes, I've watched all the sequel movies. i watched the TV show. I own some of the TV show. Um, um, yeah, I'm a diehard fan. And I know, yes, the second movie was awful. Most of the other movies were pretty bad. Um, the last movie where they were trying to move the TV guy, um, Paul, into the movie, that, that should have been better than it was. And they've been trying to reboot it forever. and They've been trying to reboot it, restart it, sequelize it, do something with the property because the guys that own it, you know... They've tried many times to, to mine that ground. Didn't really like a Highlander Raven show. I mean, not that it didn't fit with them, but I think they were just trying to remake Highlander. They didn't really go off on their own to do something different. They were just trying to remake the Highlander TV show, kind of, instead of, let's let's do something crazy with the Highlander universe. So, over the last few years, man, it's been talked about, and Chad Stileski, who does the John Wick movies, they've mentioned him being involved that he somehow got the rights and wanted to make it. And I'm like, okay, there's somebody who can take the the arguably cheesy idea of this universe and make it really cool. I mean, look what he did for knife fights in the last John Wick movie. I never thought a knife fight would be that riveting, but you know, guys throwing knives at each other for 5 or 10 minutes was pretty exciting stuff. Um, and so his fight choreography and his action choreography is amazing and then we're going to do he's going to do Highlander and sword fighting and stuff. I like the whole idea, the mythology of there can be only one, and these guys fight each other every once in a while, and it takes place over hundreds and thousands of years, and they're immortals, kind of like vampires, because I've always liked vampires. So I've always liked this this idea, but really the original movie is the only one that gets it the best. You know, The TV show got it pretty good. Um, he, he plays the role well, and the actors did well with what they had for a, a, a TV show. And it was very popular for a long period of time, actually. But watching it now, it's okay. You know, I still go back. The, the original movie is still the template, the blueprint, the what it is all about to me, no matter what they changed in the sequels and going on. So he's had the rights for a while, and then finally over the weekend, the internet was broken by the news that Henry Cavill was not only in talks, but he was starting to post about it and read Scottish things about wearing a kilt and stuff. So it's happening. It looks like it's really happening, if they can get it off the ground, that Chad Stileski, the guy who's been behind Deadpool and uh, John Wick, is going to be, I think, rebooting Highlander with Henry Cavill playing the role. I think that's fantastic. I like him as an actor, uh, and, and being able to see him in things other than Superman, like as the as the semi-bad guy in the Mission Impossible movie, I thought he was great. I think he was uh, really good in some of the other things I've seen him in. Uh, the Man from U.N.C.L.E., you know, and, and uh, The Witcher. He's just been different in each one, and I like that. And I think he could be different in this, especially if he goes full Scott, which it seems like he's going to. It'll be interesting what they do with the rest of the casting. If they're going to try and make this an homage to what the original was, I think that would be a fun way to do it. Or they go off and do something completely crazy, make a John Wick mythology out of it. And and it's all there, you know, and he can do pretty much anything. And I kind of trust him, you know. Both Deadpool movies have been fun. All the John Wick movies have been great. Please, the guys that work on them, let them make other things. You know, they, they've they've proven their worth in that action side of the cinema equation. Now, the Highlander stuff is never going to be Academy Award winning stuff, and neither is the John Wick stuff. You know, it. I'm glad we live in modern times where all movies are not judged the same anymore. It used to be in the Siskel and Ebert days, no matter what the movie was, low budget horror movie or highbrow. Uh, Merchant Ivory British film or whatever. um, A Shakespeare film. They were all treated the same by the Academy Awards by the reviewers. These days we have reviewers who specialize in comic book movies or horror movies or whatever. And you can go to them to find out, is this a good horror movie? Because... Uh, Siskel and Ebert didn't always know what a good horror movie was, but they knew what a good movie was, and there's a difference these days. There, there's movies made purely for popcorn entertainment, and not that there haven't always been, but not been as well. You've got good movie makers making movies that they know will never win any kind of awards, so they're just going forward to make a certain segment of their audience happy. I mean, big movie studios weren't going to put the kind of money that it would required to pull some of these movies off unless it had been done before. I mean, Hollywood didn't spend a lot of money on science fiction movies after 2001 A Space Odyssey until Star Wars was a huge hit, almost a decade later. Um, the year before that, Jaws. Not that they spent a lot of money on Jaws, but once it was a blockbuster, the idea of if we spent more money to make blockbusters, summer blockbusters bigger, we can make summer blockbusters. And then Star Wars came in and helped reinforce that, and so on and so forth. And the same thing with superhero movies. Hollywood. I remember the conversation when they first terrible superhero movies came out and critics like Siskel and Ebert were like, will there be enough comic book geeks to support this getting made into a movie? You know, and now Hollywood doesn't speak that way because there are enough Star Wars fans to support whatever they release. There's enough Marvel fans to support whatever they release and so on and so forth. So we're starting to get real franchises of real cool IPs done by people who grew up as fans, who've been fans, you know, that kind of thing. And that's why I think Marvel has triumphed a little bit over not, I mean, some of the DC movies have been better than the Marvel movies. The Christopher Nolan movies are incredible. But Marvel figured out the formula, you know, uh, of making a a superhero movie that the the masses really like. Star Wars kind of figured out their deal, uh, one after the other, Harry Potter, you name it. Figures out the segment of their audience they're going for, but in a broadest way so they can bring more people to the party. And so now we are, they're they're mining, instead of we're getting a cheap Hellraiser sequel or a cheap uh, Highlander sequel... There are two Hellraiser properties in production right now, one a TV series, one a movie. The TV series has Clive Barker involved. The movie has a bunch of movie dudes who are just big horror fans, and they want to reboot it. Um, And now the same thing with Highlander. You know, they're going to reboot the whole idea with modern everything, with the guys who do John Wick and Deadpool. Doesn't this sound like a great idea? Again, I've said it before, I like living in a time where these kind of things can happen. Because, look, they just announced while I was recording this, there is a brand new 8-disc collection of the Friday the 13th movies. And I have mentioned before that they are the reason why most people hate sequels. The Friday the 13th movies, the Halloween movies, Hollywood just started churning those things out after the first ones were hits. Not like they churn them out today. Of course, these days they stick to yearly schedules and things like that, but more care and more more care is taken, more money is spent than ever on some of those cheap sequels. And so we're having to adjust our dialogue about sequels and reboots because I was one of those people, man, that's gonna suck. but I just rewatched The Crazies from 2010. It's a remake of a George A. Romero movie that's better than the George A. Romero movie. It's great. It holds up very well, and you're going to love my podcast on it. So let them play with Highlander. Everybody else has tried and made terrible movies, and I still like the original movie. So this could be awesome. I mean, let's look at the bright side. <laughs> Someone tells me a lot that I make lemonade just about out of everything. Well, you know, you've got a really good action director, a big budget, and now they've signed Henry Cavill to play the role. Who's going to play Ramirez? This should be interesting. I'm looking forward to it and the Kurgan. What do you think about them rebooting Highlander with Henry Cavill and putting a A-list team and A-list budget behind it? I think this is going to be great. I'm Scott Hamilton. My website is therockfile.com. Thank you for sharing, liking, subscribing, and listening. If you're a geek like me, you're going to love some of these other podcasts coming. Have a great day.